Hey everyone, welcome to Soulmates Podcast. My name is Emily. I am your solo host for this episode. Last week's episode had Rachel's 10 streaming recommendations for quarantine. This episode is going to be my 10 recommendations. Quarantine is really tough. Thankfully, there's just a lot of content available readily to people right now. I love taking my mind off of existential dread and the pandemic by watching a good TV show. So let's get started with Netflix. I feel like Netflix is a service that most of us have if we have access to a streaming service. My first recommendation is an anime called BNA. And if you've seen Beastars, you've probably been recommended this a lot by Netflix. I feel like I have to say that I'm not a furry, but Netflix seems to think I am. However, this show is really, really good. It is an urban fantasy anime produced by Studio Trigger, and you can definitely tell <laughs> that Studio Trigger made it. It's a 12-episode series, and it is a Netflix exclusive. It first premiered on Netflix in Japan on March 21st, but now it's available, all 12 episodes, in the United States. There was a light novel and a manga adaptation that closely followed the anime release, so they knew that this was going to be fairly popular, and I know exactly why it's popular. It is extremely stylish, and it has anthropomorphic animals, kind of like Zootopia, only these animals can also transform into, like, a human skin, and so they go back and forth. And they live in their own separate place called Anima City. But Anima City is not all that it appears. So BNA is set in a world where humanoid animals, known as beastmen, inhabit Earth. The series centers on Michiru, a young teenage girl who one day suddenly starts to turn into a Tanuki beastman. A Tanuki, um, looks like a raccoon, but they're magic! The Nook characters in Animal Crossing are Tanuki, not raccoons. Running away, she seeks refuge in Anima City, a city built for beastmen, to be able to live peacefully as themselves, and ends up meeting a wolf beastman named Shiro. They investigate how and why Michiru became a beastman, becoming mixed up in even stranger events in the process. They have a beastman mob, they have different gangs. The two main characters basically become detectives. So there is a lot of mysterious elements in this show. The style of this show is extremely bright and colorful. The character designs are amazing because everyone gets two. And when you see them in their human form, you can kind of tell what animal they are. It's just a lot of fun and it's a quick watch. There's only 12 episodes. So if you want something fun that has a lot of cool plot elements and is super stylish, I definitely recommend BNA. My second Netflix recommendation is a show called Nailed It. This is a bake-off competition, and it is so funny. Basically, three amateur bakers compete to replicate very complicated cakes and confectionery in order to win $10,000 and a ugly gold trophy. It is so funny watching just regular people try to make these elaborate cakes. It premiered in 2018, and it was inspired by the craze of people trying and failing to make elaborate cakes they found on the internet. Right now, there are four seasons and two seasons of Just Holiday Nailed It, which is a great way to ignore your family and watch something fun during the holiday season. Nicole Byer, who is 
a hilarious comedian. She's the best part of the show. And Jacques Torres, who is a chef, they both host it, and they have a rotating guest host, which is usually like a comedian or some famous chef or something like that. I have laughed so hard at some of these episodes. Some of the cake fails are so incredibly bad, and you end up screaming at your TV like, no, you can't ice a hot cake, it will melt! Or, you didn't grease your pan, the cake isn't going to come out. It's just hilarious. A lot of the time, the amateur bakers don't follow the recipe, and they improvise and make stuff up and do their own thing, and so you never really know what you're gonna get at the end of the show. It's all really lighthearted and fun, and even when people mess up really badly, you know, no one's shamed for it. It's just a good laugh. This is also good for watching with young kids or good for families. There's no swearing or anything like that. It's all just really, really funny, wholesome cake fails. You'll also get pretty hungry watching it too, so I recommend having some snacks readily available. My third Netflix recommendation is The Good Place. Now, if you like TV, you've probably heard of this, but I just have to talk about it because I absolutely love this show so much. It's an American fantasy comedy created by Michael Schur, who is the person who created Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He created Parks and Rec, so you know this is going to be quality. He is a comedic genius, in my opinion. The series aired from September 19th, 2016 to January 30th, 2020 on NBC. There are 53 episodes. Every single one of these 53 episodes is so hilarious. I binged the first season in two days. I could not get enough of this. Right now, there are three seasons on Netflix, but if you use a VPN and set your location in the UK, you can watch the fourth season because Netflix has the international distribution rights to the show. So the premise of this series is that it's set in the afterlife in which humans are sent to either the good place or the bad place, reflecting upon their conduct in life. So those with the highest scores get sent to the good place, where they enjoy eternal happiness, their every wish is granted, and they're guided by an artificial intelligence named Janet. So if you're not in the good place, you're in the bad place, and you're tortured for an eternity. In the first season, loner Eleanor and small-time criminal Jason believe that they have been sent to the good place incorrectly. Eleanor's assigned soulmate, Chidi, a moral philosopher, attempts to teach them ethics so that they can earn their presence in the good place. Jason's soulmate, a wealthy socialite, Tahani, attempts to help Michael, the kindly designer of their neighborhood, deal with the chaos caused by Eleanor and Jason's presence. So that describes the first season, and I really don't want to spoil it for you because there are many twists in this show. So I'm not going to go into details for the plot because you have to watch it yourself. This show has a really talented and diverse cast. It stars Kristen Bell, who I love from Veronica Mars, William Jackson Harper, Jamila Jamil, Darcy Carden, Ted Danson, and Manny Jacinto. These characters are assholes, yet they are so endearing. You love every single one of them, and they all have character arcs throughout the four seasons. This is a show that's not only hilarious, at times it is seriously heartwarming. And at the end, I seriously cried. <laughs> I know a lot of people uh, say that they have, but I cried at the last episode. It was so good. There is not a single episode wasted, there is no filler, it ended at the right time, 
I cannot recommend this show enough. My fourth Netflix recommendation is Never Have I Ever. Rachel and I talked about this on a previous episode, but I loved it so much I have to mention it again. It's an American coming-of-age comedy drama that was created by Mindy Kaling and Lang Fisher, and the comedy is partially based on Mindy Kaling's real childhood story when she grew up in Boston, but this is set in California. This premiered on Netflix on April 27th. There are 10 episodes, one season is out right now, but it was just renewed for season two. The story centers around Debbie, a 15-year-old girl from Sherman Oaks, California. After a horrible freshman year, Debbie wants to change her social status, but her friends, family, and feelings do not make that easy for her. After Debbie's father, Mohan, passes away, Debbie loses the use of her legs for three months. The following year, she tries to deal with her grief, Indian identity, school life, and is also struggling with her relationships with her mother, her beautiful cousin Kamala, her two best friends Eleanor and Fabiola, her high school crush Paxton, and her nemesis Ben. The series is actually narrated by John McEnroe, who is a professional tennis player from way back, and one episode is narrated by Andy Sandberg, which was... Very, very quirky and fun. This show has so much heart, and it is so funny. They must have written this immediately before it went to air, because the jokes are so current and so hilarious. Every single actor on this show really digs into their part, and it's at times really heartwarming and at times really heartbreaking. It just works. I loved this show so much. Normally, I'm not one for teen dramas, but this one hooked me within five minutes in episode one. I cannot sing this show's praises enough. It deserves ten seasons. We don't know how many we're gonna get because it's Netflix. It might only get two, but I sincerely hope it at least gets four. I just really appreciate how diverse the cast was and how authentic the script was. It was written about Mindy Kaling's lived experiences and it was super fucking funny. The authenticity really shines through. My next Netflix recommendation is Sex Education. This is a British series created by Laurie Nunn, and it stars Asa Butterfield as an insecure teen and Gillian Anderson as his mom, who is a sex therapist. This is also an extremely heartwarming, funny, sometimes heartbreaking show. I love this one so much. I want the third season immediately. It premiered on January 11th, 2019 on Netflix. Right now, there are two seasons, 16 episodes total. It was renewed for a third season that was supposed to come out this year, but with the coronavirus, who knows when it's actually going to be filmed and released. I'm just glad that it was confirmed for another season. The first season follows the story of Otis Milburn, an insecure teenager who is ambivalent about sex, even though his mom is a sex therapist who is extremely frank about all aspects of sexuality. After inadvertently assisting the school bully with his sexual performance anxiety, Otis sets up a sex advice business with his friend Maeve, a confident but troubled classmate to help their fellow students with sexual problems. This show covers so many aspects of sexuality, of gender. I really, really, really liked it. This is another show with an extremely diverse cast, and everyone is so, so good at what they do. His best friend, Eric, is so hilarious. I love him so much. They need a show just dedicated to him. Any sort of sexual problem, be it mental, physical, emotional, they mostly cover it all. Because of the subject of this show, not only is the cast 
racially diverse. The characters are sexually diverse as well. So you have lesbians, pansexuals, bisexuals, gay men. It's great. And Gillian Anderson just looks mwah, chef kiss. She is really digging into her role here. Not only is she smoking hot, she is acting her ass off. And her and Asa really have great chemistry as mother and son. If you like British comedies, I definitely recommend this show. My next Netflix recommendation is Dairy Girls. This is a British sitcom created by Lisa McGee, and it is set in Derry, Northern Ireland in the 1990s. It premiered in 2018. Right now, there are two seasons with six episodes each. It was just renewed for a third season, thank God. It is another one of those extremely hilarious shows that is also heartwarming. It's set in Derry in the 90s, so when there's also this political conflict going on in Northern Ireland. So the show is about Erin, her cousin Orla, and their friends Claire and Michelle, and Michelle's English cousin James, as they navigate their teen years in Northern Ireland in the 1990s. They all attend a Catholic girls' seminary school, even James. Erin lives with her father, Jerry, and her mother, Mary, her baby sister, Anna, Mary's younger sister, Sarah, Sarah's daughter, Orla, and her maternal grandfather, Joe. So James comes into the picture when his mom sends him back to Derry after raising him in London to live with his aunt and Michelle when she's going through a divorce. And it's just about this group of friends' lives and their antics and getting into teenage mischief on the backdrop of the conflict within Northern Ireland in the 90s. There's a lot of really great characters in there. Orla is a total nut. She's totally crazy and it's really funny. There is a nun at their school who is totally inappropriate and is the snarkiest nun ever. So hilarious. Just everything about her has probably been gifted a million times on Tumblr. I really enjoy the music in this. It brings you back to the 90s. It's all very period appropriate. The actors in this are also really, really, really good, especially especially the ones that play the teen characters. I was so impressed by their acting. The actor who plays Aaron is actually from Derry, Northern Ireland. So there's just this authenticity that permeates this entire show. If you're having a truly crappy day, I definitely recommend putting this on and just letting yourself laugh. So that was all my Netflix recommendations. I have one recommendation from Hulu, and that is Dollface. Dollface is a comedy show created by Jordan Weiss, and it premiered on November 5th, 2019. It stars Kat Dennings, Brenda Song, Shay Mitchell, and Esther Pavinsky. It's been renewed for a second season. Right now, there is only one season with 10 episodes available. The series follows a young woman who, after being dumped by her longtime boyfriend, must deal with her own imagination in order to literally and metaphorically re-enter the world of women and rekindle the female friendships she left behind. I love this show because it centers on women and female friendships, and almost all of the actors on this show are women, which I really, really liked. Also, I'm just stoked to see Brenda Song again. I loved her growing up on Disney Channel, so I was so psyched that she is a series regular in this. So just looking at this, you might not realize, but there are actually fantastical elements within the show, which are pretty fucking hilarious. And these fantastical elements really draw upon Kat Denning's character's insecurities about her life and her friendships and her anxiety. And it just, it's really, really funny. 
I had a good time watching this. If you liked Shrill, you'll probably like this one. So this recommendation is available on Crunchyroll, and it is Rent-A-Girlfriend. Kyle and I are watching this. It is a brand new anime currently airing. We loved the first episode. It's based off a manga of the same name, and it started airing on July 11th, so it is brand spanking new. There's going to be 12 episodes in this show. The show is about a guy who's dumped by his girlfriend after only dating for a month. He then decides to use an online app to rent a girlfriend who is beautiful and attractive. However, she appears to be too perfect for him, so he gives her a low rating. Then she shows up and berates him, and he's like, oh crap, she's not perfect, she's mean. However, when this guy's grandma collapses in the hospital, he brings her along because they're already on a date, and then his grandma becomes smitten with how great she is. So the guy has to keep rending her in order to keep up appearances with his family and friends, and it got extremely complicated. And it only gets more complicated when they realize that they're actually next-door neighbors, and they attend the same college. You can tell a lot's going on in this show. Definitely a good premise for just some good old-fashioned anime hijinks. I love me a good rom-com anime, and I'd been waiting for something to catch my eye from the new seasons. For the past couple of anime seasons, I haven't really found anything that I really dug a whole lot, but this stood out to me, and I'm so glad I took the chance on it and watched the first episode. If you like anime, and you like romance, and you like comedy, you should definitely check this out, because the premise of this is too good to pass up. Let's go to Amazon Prime. So I'm recommending two things on Amazon Prime video. The first one is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This is created by Amy Sherman Palladino. You might know her from Gilmore Girls. This premiered on March 17th, 2017. Right now, there are three seasons available, and it has been renewed for a fourth season. So the series is set in 1958. It follows Miriam Maisel, who goes by Midge. She's a young, upper-class Jewish-American housewife living in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Her husband of four years, Joel, is a businessman, and he wants to be a comedian. He's been moonlighting, going to open mic nights, but the thing is, he's just not that funny. After one particularly mediocre performance, Joel leaves Midge for his secretary. Now, they have two kids, too, and it's a big to-do, because it's 1958 and your man left you. A dejected and drunken Midge then goes back to the same comedy club where her ex- totally bombed, and delivers an impromptu set where she is the funniest fucking thing on this planet, and then it ends with her flashing her boobs and getting arrested. She meets the comic Lenny Bruce, who has also been arrested for obscenity at the same place, and he bails her out of jail. She then bails him out of jail. He inspires her to be a comedian. So she starts on this journey of becoming a stand-up comedian. This show has won multiple awards and is very critically praised, not only for the acting and the writing, but also the set pieces and the costumes. This is Mad Men level set design and costumes. There is a very keen attention to detail, and Midge Maisel is a fashionista, so she is constantly in different clothes. I really enjoy this show because I grew up in a Jewish family, and the interactions between Midge and her Jewish parents, it just reminds me of my family. Obviously, we did not grow up rich in New York. There's just a certain dynamic within a Jewish family that everyone will understand. And it's also hilarious. What can I say? Jews were hilarious. 
I was literally captivated from the beginning of season one to the end of season three. I cannot wait until season four. I know so many things have been delayed and I'm sad, but this is my favorite thing ever to watch on Amazon Prime. I cannot recommend this enough. You'll love it. Your mom will love it. Don't show it to kids, though. There's a lot of swearing. <laughs> I will say that. The last thing that I'm going to recommend is the Savage X Fenty Fashion Show. This is available on Amazon Prime Video, and it shows the creation of this fashion show and then the fashion show itself. The Savage X Fenty Fashion Show gives a look into Rihanna's creative process for her latest lingerie collection. There are performances from DJ Khaled, Migos, Big Sean, Halsey, 21 Savage, Tierra Whack, Normani, ASAP Ferg, Fat Joe, a lot. There are famous models in this, famous dancers, and there's also just like regular people modeling this lingerie. I really respect and admire Rihanna. She went out of her way to cast different body types, different ethnicities, different abilities too. They even had a disabled model on the stage. To say this was a fashion show, it was a lot more than a fashion show. Honestly, it was like a concert and a fashion show mixed into one. I would say this is more like a performance art piece almost. It was crazy. Definitely the most involved fashion show I had ever seen. I was extremely entertained. If you love Rihanna or if you like fashion and have an interest in it, I definitely recommend watching this. It's pretty short, less than an hour, and I had a really good time. So those were my streaming recommendations for quarantine. I recommended a lot of comedy <laughs> with heartwarming aspects because that is my favorite stuff. And it's definitely much easier to face down isolation and a pandemic when you can laugh. I'm going to end this with my weekly K-pop recommendation. I'm recommending Dessert by Hyoyan featuring Soyeon from G-Idol and Loopy. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. You can find us on YouTube under Soulmates Podcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Soulmates is available pretty much everywhere. Podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Make sure that wherever you're listening to like and subscribe so you can catch a new episode every Friday. Rachel will be joining me next week for the July K-pop roundup. Yeehaw! And we'll see y'all next Friday. Bye!